0: Premier Allergy. Mom, I'm brave. Why is
2: that? Well, I know that Premier Allergy doesn't use needles for their allergy tests. I'm okay with getting tested now.
0: When your kids are having allergy symptoms, try Premier Allergy and Asthma. No needles for the tests and advanced treatments so they live symptom-free. Learn more at PremierAllergyOhio.com. Premier Allergy, relief is just a call away.
3: This is Brasco with Webmasterio.fm. This week's episode of Mobile Presence is dedicated to the life and memory of Jordan Casteller. We here at Webmasterio.fm were glad to have Jordan participate in the very early episodes of Mobile Presence, and we were very happy to have him participate in events that he had hosted, such as I Am Spring Break, where we shared some unforgettable memories. Jordan will be greatly missed. We'd like to wish our heartfelt thoughts and prayers to his family and his many friends in the digital marketing space. Therefore, we dedicate this week's episode of Mobile Presence to the life and memory of our friend and peer, Jordan Costeller. Godspeed.
4: Cracking the code on how you can optimize, personalize, and monetize your app marketing and mobile growth efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence, hosted by Peggy Ann Saltz a top 30 mobile marketing influencer, nine-time author, and content strategist, brings you her pick of tech, trends, guests, and cool stuff to help you drive growth and create deep connections with your customers. Now, prepare to get motivated and activated with our host.
5: Hello and welcome to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann salts with Mobile Groove, where I plan, produce, and promote content that allows my clients to reach performance goals and scale growth. And of course, growth, mobile, it's what we cover here at Mobile Presence, how to grow your mobile app or audience through tools or tech. We check in with cool people, and in this case, we're talking to a very interesting author and practitioner, but a little bit of background first. You know, in the industry we hear about multi-touch attribution. I'm hearing about that a lot, gonna be a big buzzword, something we're gonna cover here extensively at Mobile Presence. I hear about multi-channel marketing, but today we're gonna explore something completely different. We're gonna talk about how brands can create multi-sensory experiences. And it's not just a wow factor we're talking about here because it can decide if your brand thrives or dies. So now that I have your attention, let me bring on our guest. Aaron Keller. He is co-author of The Physics of Brand and CEO at Capsule, a strategic brand design agency. Aaron, great to have you.
1: Thanks, Peggy. It's great to be here.
5: So I can figure it out, strategic brand design agency, understanding the meanings of each word, but what is a strategic brand design agency? It's something different from an agency which shows, again, a rethink of how we approach design and brand. So what do you do over there?
1: Yeah, we um, we're often described as a special projects team, mm-hmm. so we have uh, a mix of research, a mix of research people, design people, writers, and strategists, and we come in on special projects, um, big meaty things that clients are uh, challenged by, um, either by capacity or by ability to solve the problem, um, and we come in and work on those with our clients, and then bring back whatever we've done together, and so they can implement and and bring it to life. So. Mm-hmm. That's the the practical version of what we are and what we do.
5: And you've got this this book. I'm I've read in fact in advance of this. In fact, that's interesting. I was just going to browse through it like I do for all my shows. And say oh, I'll just get out the key facts and we'll get we'll we'll roll. But I actually read it cover to cover. 194 pages of it. I love the book because it flies in the face of what I hear everywhere. You know, which is, um what we're hearing at conferences what's taught in college I'm just curious to kick this off you know is this book basically now required reading and sort of replacing what we've learned to this point because it certainly in theory it certainly does do exactly that what's the response been to it
1: uh, I, I would hope it would be required reading. I would, I would okay. love if it was required reading. Um, I do think, um, and then we talk about this in the book, the, the reintegration or disintegration and reintegration of of marketing and rethinking it, um, it, it should be because, I mean, if we're going to change how we connect brands with people, it starts at the education of college kids coming up and coming out and, and being professionals and, and knowing really what's going to work and what's going to be the future of this versus... Pulling from history that isn't really relevant anymore, um, and I, it it has to be um, thought through and has to be top of mind for people when they're considering what they're building as a brand and how it's going to connect with real human beings. So yes, this, I'd hope it would have required reading. I love that you read the whole book too. That's that's one No, I did. It,
5: it was it was great because it's very rare that you put together marketing and human behavior and and you know and and real you know physical facts about our body. I'll get to that later in the show. I'm excited about it, but I'll take that segue. You know, you want to talk about relevancy and that's exactly what the book is about in a, in a, in a nutshell. You know the whole idea is that brands live in time and space and smart brands design moments for our senses. Um, and these are the ones that we have to understand and 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 prepare for. So it's a different approach. Um, I hope I'm summing up <laughs> your book well in one sentence, Aaron, uh, would you say that's the chief takeaway?
1: Yeah, the moments piece is a pretty big one, mm-hmm. um, and definitely, yeah, brands live in space and time, which, yeah, you know, the basic level, it's like, oh, yeah, of course, I get it. But when you start to dig in to that, to the meaning of that into the models and how we structure and consider time because it's perception of time, and there's all kinds of components that go with that and how we, we looked at space and your relationship with brands in space. Um, all really interesting perspectives, all through the lens of physics, um, which has its practical pieces, and then we also um, made it, had some theoretical pieces connected to it as well. But moments is one central element in the book that we talk a lot about, um, because if you don't have a memory, you don't have a brand. Uh, If it doesn't exist in someone's memory, It doesn't exist. Um, If it's just you talking about it and thinking that people are listening um, or putting it out there in the world, um, it doesn't exist as a brand. So, yeah, moments are a big piece of it. it,
5: I mean, it sounds very straightforward, but if you think about it, I mean, what does that actually say to the marketer listening? And they're saying, okay, brands exist in time and space. So do I. Okay, big deal. But it requires a rethink. It's saying something very, very dramatic, very strategic. Then once you get your head around that, you start thinking about moments rather than what we've been marketing for yeah. before. So right. so let me let me understand what it requires for someone to even go on this journey with you, to accept that, to understand the implications of it, and then we can talk about in the rest of the show, okay, now that I get it, what do I need to do?
1: Yes. So, let's look at time um, as a as a concept. Um, there's a lot of brands out there that that you know they want they don't want your time they don't want you to spend a lot of time with them. A good example of that is McDonald's, right? They want you in and out. They want you to quickly drive through the drive-through. It's an efficiency model. It's an efficiency of time for them, but not realizing that now Starbucks comes in and people spend time in a Starbucks, significant amounts of time in a Starbucks it's a really good indication of loyalty. Your time, giving your time ahead of um, mm-hmm. actually giving your dollars is an indication of loyalty that you don't have to pay for, right? Um, you can design for it. You can design things that that engage people so they want to spend time with you and around you. Um, uh, those are those are just some some basics of, if we look at we look at the first moment, the first moment that a memory's made um, and, and the importance of that, and then the aggregation of all the moments that combine together to create the value of a brand, um, all the moments where you have had experiences with the brand. And if you look historically yourself on the brands that are in your life and you see, you know, these are the ones that have been around in my world. Now, some of them might be di- being disrupted by other brands that basically... Doing an economic disruption or a time disruption in some form um, that are coming into your life and changing what you're doing, but the ones that have been around are going to be around, generally speaking, right? Um, because they've they've earned a lot of time, they've aggregated a lot of time with you, and you have to question a lot of things if you're going to remove them from your life.
5: And of course, keeping a brand in my life means that it has done something to um, to be remarkable. Um doesn't necessarily have to be a lot of money, that's the good news, but it does have to be remarkable. Is that what you do at Capsule, by the way? Is that what you do with your clients? You help them sort of figure out how to design experiences that are going to keep us interested, keep us loyal? Is that the idea here?
1: Yeah. yeah that's definitely a core part of what we do here. Um, we do, uh, for clients, peel back the layers of the things that aren't interesting. Um, and get to the things that are really valuable for them the things that people would find interesting outside of their world We do that with research and understanding um, What's going on in the marketplace or trends? Also, how are they connecting with people at that at those most critical moments of interaction between them and their brands? Um, There's an old advertising phrase which I love uh, Which is and I don't know who said this but the essence of it is advertising is the tax you pay for being boring or uninteresting so What we do is peel away the stuff. Every brand has something that's interesting about it. And more than likely it's been covered up over time if it's devalued, it's been covered up over time by things that aren't interesting or that are clutter and confusion. Um, It's a matter of peeling back those and getting to the most important and emphasizing those and getting people to those moments so they can be loyal. There's a natural tendency towards loyalty that is built into us as human beings. Um, It's why we bond with other human beings, right? That's why we collect together in communities of people. So it's natural for us to do that. Um, Brands just push against each other and pull people away from other brands and competitive environments. So making sure that you know what are your most important moments is like step one, right? What are your most Mm -hmm. engaging moments you have between yourself, your product, and the people who buy you?
5: Is that where you also offer some advice, Aaron? I mean, because it's, it's hard to figure out what are the most engaging moments with my product because I'm not there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is something that we, um, we help on a lot because it's, it's hard to see yourself. Um, it's good to have somebody on the outside holding up a mirror in front of you and saying these are the things that, that we see or that your community sees around you. Um, and it, they're, Sometimes they're, they're intuitive, but often they're intuitive after you've pointed them out, right? People look at it and go, oh, of course. Yeah, that's my most valuable moment. The one I've been using a lot in the book that's kind of a, a common one It's any rideshare really has this moment, but I think Uber's done the best job of, of emphasizing this moment. Uh, it's the exiting moment of getting out of the car um, it changed how you got out of a car that's been mm-hmm. transported you somewhere. Right before in a taxi cab, you'd spend 90 seconds of your life, paying and going through the that that part that you didn't think it was a big deal when you had to do it. But once it was taken away, now you got to go back to a cab and spend that 90 seconds figuring out how to pay for this this ride. Um, that is that is a very valuable and, and powerful moment for them. That that if they mess, with that, it's going to mess with. Uh, the loyalty to the brand right now that's just one of their moments they've got a variety of others Uh, the fact that the cars show up on the screen when you load the screen is a really valuable moment for them Um, and every brand has a set of moments that some of them you can tell they know them a lot of them they don't Um, you can see by how they switch things up and change things and and kind of change with the wind or with trends or other things um, that they don't get that that's their most valuable moment they need to keep going back to
5: well, perfect segue because we have to go away for a break right now, but we will be back exactly coming back to you, Aaron. So don't go away, listeners. We'll be right back after the break.
4: Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Catholic Charities is committed to providing life's basic needs.
0: We thank you for bringing us all here today, letting these people understand how Catholic Charities runs and how important these people are, and we ask you to guide them, to protect them, and keep them here forever because this community needs them.
4: Visit www.catholiccharitiesusa.org to learn more
3: content marketing world 2018 comes to cleveland ohio september 4th through the 7th learn more at contentmarketingworld.com. content marketing world 2018 is the one event where you will learn and network with the best and brightest in the content marketing industry content marketing world will have over 120 sessions and workshops presented by the leading brand marketers and experts from around the world covering strategy storytelling roi demand generation ai and more leave cleveland with all the materials you need to build a content marketing plan That will grow your business and inspire your audience. Save $100 off of registration using promo code RADIO100. That's radio and the number 100. Don't miss Content Marketing World 2018 in Cleveland, Ohio. September 4th through the 7th. Register now at contentmarketingworld.com. That's mobile-webaward.org.
4: Supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on Webmaster Radio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. Hey,
5: hello. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ansaltz with Mobile Groove. And we have Aaron Keller, co-author of The Physics of Brand and CEO at Capsule. Aaron, before the break, we were talking about designing those moments that make you memorable, that make you relevant, and basically, you know, create that customer connection, consumer connection. I love the way you don't call people consumers in your book, but create that connection that allows brands to move forward to that, you know, to the goal of the sale um, and what they're all about. Uh, how would you design um, a moment for, say, the sense of sound? What would what would that experience look like for a brand?
1: Oh, that's a good question. The sense of sound, amongst the five senses, um, is rather powerful and and underserved. Obviously, we serve a lot of attention to the sight. Uh, sense of sight, uh, sound is is often secondary, but there, um, it's the one of the senses you can't really turn off. Um, and it can be in the background, and obviously it's it's invisible to us, but yet you know we know it's there, it's present. Um, it can have profound emotional impact. And, and what you're trying to do in a moment is you're trying to make an emotional impact. So you make a memory, either a, a muscle memory or a, or some other form of a memory that that connects you with that brand. So um, the use of sound and connecting that to memory is very strong. not as strong as scent or the sense of smell, but still a very, very strong, sense um, and it can appear everywhere right and for that matter the lack of sound can be a powerful impact, right? The extreme quiet when all white noise disappears from something. Um, It it shows up in in retail settings and those types of experiences in somewhat obnoxious ways sometimes. Um, But it can do amazing things as far as setting a mood. It can do amazing things as far as identifying a brand, right? That a brand has a sound attached to it. Intel has done this really Mm. well with with their sound. Um, if you've got an environment or a situation where sound can men- make an impact and can be a valuable moment or contributor to the moment, um, it's something that should be infused in, if possible. Um, because a- across the board, one of the, the easy things to get is that the more senses you involve, the more likely you're going to make a memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that that across the board, you can say let's let's ideate around any any one of the five senses. Uh, and then let's combine them and see what we can do. What would all five senses, how could we impact all five senses in one moment but not be over-the-top obnoxious, right? It happens all the time. You go to New York City and all five senses are impacted <laughs> every second of <laughs> your day, right? Or any trade show, which is a very comparable experience. Um, so uh, the sense the sense of sound is that nice little background thing that can be disrupted. Um, it also can just sit there and and pleasantly be a part of of the brand in some form. Um, it You know, most often we associate it with commercials if we're talking about advertising, but in the, in the course of sounds and, and apps and the sound that when you pull down on the screen on the iPhone, the little bloop it's, sound it makes, that's an incredibly valuable little sound for them, right? It's comforting um, mm-hmm. when an email goes out, and you can hear the sound of a rush of an email disappearing off into the universe is a comforting sound, right? So you got to think about the emotional impact and what emotion you're driving for when it comes to a sound within an experience. But it can and make you, a massive contribution.
5: So as I wanted to say you you dig really deeply in your book into why this matters. You know, there are physiological reasons. Um, you go into to Jung, you go into psychology, mm-hmm. you go into a lot of different reasons about why this matters. Now, in a nutshell, no pressure, Aaron, I'd like to have our listeners understand why they need to care. It's one thing to say multisensory means you'll have a greater impact and you won't be forgotten, but there's more going on there. What's going on in the background?
1: So, if you're thinking about, you know, designing a full experience, and you're trying to make um, people engage with your brand. And any type of stimulus you do, anything. I mean, if you're creating a product, if you're creating an entertainment experience, if you're creating a service, whatever it is, you need to make an emotional impact on people for them to even connect with you, right? Mm-hmm. You want to make hopefully a positive emotional impact. Sometimes negative needs to be there because you need to have the contrast. You don't have black if you, you don't have black, if you don't have white, right? And cold and hot, but. Um, having an emotional impact, having people connect with something is required for a memory to happen and to go deep. I don't want to go deep into the, into the brain science of it. Um, Cause we can get into system one oh, and yeah. system two and Kahneman's work and all kinds of other stuff related to that. Um, but um, the basis of having as many senses impacted. So you're making a memory um, is valuable for a brand. And some brands say, well, do we really have, the sense of of sound, can we even impact that at all? You'd be surprised. Um, If you look at it and just ideate around sound as it relates to any brand, there can be an impact.
2: Premier Allergy. Mom, I'm brave. Why is that? Well, I know that Premier Allergy doesn't use needles for their allergy tests.
0: I'm okay with getting tested now. When your kids are having allergy symptoms, try Premier Allergy and Asthma. No needles for the tests and advanced treatment so they live symptom-free. Learn more at PremierAllergyOhio.com. Premier Allergy, relief is just a
2: call away.
1: Um, I think every brand can have all five senses involved, just have to look at it creatively um, and and consider it. Uh, And those that are often only uh, single sense or uh, dual sense really should be pushing that. Uh, because they're going to make a greater memory. It's, I think one of the reasons why you're seeing a lot of online retailers going to have physical retail spaces, right? Mm -hmm. They're missing that level of engagement, that human connection that happens, that full sensory experience that happens when all you're doing is buying stuff online and you see and you click, right? Um, You you make a good point there because I remember uh, I thought it
5: was pretty interesting. This must have been like four years ago, which was, you know, ages for us in the industry. And I remember speaking with uh, someone at... Tesco's in the UK, a supermarket, and he said, you know, in the future, we're not going to be supermarket managers. We're going to be experience managers, that what you're selling is the experience, not the goods on the shelves. And, and, you know, that's what he said. That's what you were writing around the time you were writing your book. Um, How is it that it's possible, or how would you propose that or recommend that we bring together digital and physical as part of the experience? I mean, the easy one is to have a physical presence, but there must be something for the marketers out there who don't necessarily, you know, they have apps or whatever, and it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna build something, but what can they do?
1: There are, seeing it um, from the point of view that that everything can be both, um, mm-hmm. broadly speaking, right? How do you make the physical stuff digital and how do you make the digital stuff physical? Um, it just as a thought exercise, can create interesting, creative things. Um, there's stuff out there now, new new ventures that are that are doing micro expression um, video, studying human beings as they're going into retail environments and seeing what their mood is. Essentially, reading emotion off of micro expressions. That's a form of translating physical into digital to figure out how people feel in a physical retail environment, and then turning that back around and giving that as something to the customer service people to say, that person over there is in an angry place. I should probably come over there and address them. Now we've just bridged the divide between physical and digital, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That is, I think, the more important focus when it comes to experiences, not seeing them as digital and physical only, but seeing how can we bridge those two environments. My other example back to Uber is, when you touch, when you look at that screen of cars, little icons that are vehicles out there. When you touch one, you've just changed the, the digital world and the physical world at the same time. It's a rather powerful little moment that happens, um, and those exist all around us. We just are often seeing it as, well, digital's all stuff that I look at on a screen, which mm-hmm. is not the case, and certainly not gonna be the case in the, in the future, right, is we're gonna be wearing digital in clothing in all forms, um, It's amazing the things that are coming down the pipeline that we've seen that's going to happen. There's the idea of unplugging, which I think is really a fascinating, you know, semi-revolt against digital. Mm -hmm. It's not going to – I want to basically say good luck with that because it's not going to (laughs) happen. You're going to have to live as a hermit, right? Um, because unplugging would be in the future is going to be removing all your clothing and walking naked around in your life um, because digital is going to be everywhere um, and um, your the data of you is going to be everywhere so we might as well embrace it now and and understand it better and learn more about it um, as human beings but also as, as marketers know that um, people don't want to be always on that's hard mm-hmm. for human beings to be but um, they do want to be entertained. They want to go through experiences. They want to connect with others. It's so all these things that can that brands can provide. And I totally agree with. I mean, the future is you are experience managers. You're not grocers. You're not um, furniture dealers. Um, mm-hmm. The sooner the sooner brands figure that out. The ones that do are the ones that are going to have the best chance. Um, because they're going to be thinking about it and have more time thinking about it and more time designing better experiences, refining those experiences, mapping their experiences, all these critical things that other brands will have to catch up, right?
5: And, and, and you're going to have loads to do, I think, Aaron. I think maybe when you wrote the book in 2015 and, and struck out with Capsule as your idea, um, we weren't quite there yet, um, whereas now you're making the point that you know that Uber experience that raises a benchmark. It's like, okay, so Uber makes it possible. I see the I see the cars. I book the car. Life is good. I get out of the car. Seamless, frictionless. Now, if you didn't think about it before, you're going to have to think about it to uh, to catch up or to close the gap. I would imagine,
1: correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah? you see it with Airbnb and the fact that you know I can order my room somewhere on my iPad on my phone. Right? And I can show up and get in. And how is that any different from renting a room in a hotel? Why can I not do that for a room in a hotel yet? Mm-hmm. Now, there are some that are going online and doing that, but, and it's happening, but it's still fleeting and, and it's not common. Um, it's amazing to me because once they figure that out, it's tough. For Airbnb to compete, longer they don't, the better chance Airbnb has of being a, a thriving part of our community. Which I think there's no way Airbnb is going away now, unless it's replaced by the, uh, something that disrupts it and the hotel industry as well. But it, you know, you've got to be moving on this stuff because someone is getting a whole bunch of time, building relationships, building memories, building value in their brand. So you know, if something does disrupt. They've got that. They've got the stability of that value and that relationship with customers that's going to make it hard for them to switch.
5: And it's all built on the experience, which is so interesting. But we have to go to break right now. So don't go away, listeners. We'll be back with more about how you can create powerful experiences. But right now, we're off to break. We'll be back.
3: Mobile presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors.
4: topseos.com, the independent authority on search vendors.
1: Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital
4: experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on Webmaster Radio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz.
5: And we are back. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Seltz with Mobile Groove. And we have today Aaron Keller, co-author of The Physics of Brand and CEO at Capsule, a strategic brand design agency. And that, Aaron, is what we have been talking about for the whole show. And I'm aligned with you because I understood customer experience before it was CUX. Now it's CUX, you know, UI and UX and and, and, and C-U-X customer, ex- no, C-X customer experience, sorry there, getting mixed up in my alphabet. But you can see it's got buzz quality. You know We're talking about it all the time. And that's what you were doing as well. But you don't just talk about it, you very, very importantly prove it. And you prove it so that a hard-nosed CFO will listen. So I'd like to hear from you, without going into all the detail of the last section of your book, just what is it that our listeners can say when they say, I get it, I'm going to go in, I'm going to make my case to the CFO, what is it that's going on here? What is the value?
1: Yes. The, uh, at the end of the book, and actually about halfway through the book, my co-author, Renee, started modeling our ideas in software, which is mm-hmm. what came to life in the form of Aurora, um, and essentially – Doing the math, we talk about the physics of brand, using the math of physics to prove out these concepts and write it and code it into software, um, which is what we brought to to life. And, you know, I've interacted with a lot of CFOs. I get their perspective on the world um, and and the soft, fuzzy stuff or the, the just trust me, you'll feel it, it's right. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not the perspective they're going to enjoy, right? They don't want, they have to be responsible for a bottom line. They have to be responsible for accountable. Um, they have to be responsible for GAP, right? Uh, it has to be, you know, you have to show your math, which we did um, when it came to Aurora and the, and the software that we coded. Um, the important piece there is that once you show them numbers and numbers that are worthy and valid, and one of the numbers that I want to erase from everybody's world is imp- using that as a currency. Uh, impressions are and mm-hmm. proper and not, they're not a good currency. Unfortunately, Facebook has destroyed them as well as another, other digital platforms have destroyed the the idea of, of impressions. Don't bring your CFO impressions, bring them other things like memories, like behaviors, um, like movements or other things that have happened that you can identify that are measurable. We get hung up on impressions because we want them to be bigger and bigger and they become gargantuan numbers when in, in reality, um, it's just, it's a straw man, and it's gonna fall apart, and uh, once your CFO looks at it and digs into it, if they're thorough enough, um, they're gonna tear it apart, and see that all those impressions don't actually lead to more sales, don't actually lead to more loyalty, or all the other things that that they're looking for. Um, There's math here, and it can be done. It's just a matter of digging far enough into it, uh, and we can show you how that works through the models that we've done. Um, Renee, my co-author, is absolutely brilliant on this stuff. It's really fascinating, the stuff that she proved out. Things like pulsing is the most um, economically. Pulsing?
5: pulsing. What, what, what
1: is that? In the, in the world of advertising, um, pulsing, uh, it's, it's old in advertising. It's been proven out that way, but now we have this always-on mentality when it comes to social. But in actuality, really for the sake of memory, pulsing is the most um, appropriate from an economics point of view, right? That you push a message out uh, for a period of time and then you go quiet and then push a message out for a period of time and then you go quiet. So it's essentially pulsing your message. Um, and it, it you know, comes out of old world advertising. I shouldn't say old world, but you get the idea, right? Um, it makes the most economic sense from a point of view of putting energy into the brand, seeing that energy um, start to populate and, and show up, and then Put energy in again, right? Um, that kind of thing. And if depending on how you look at it, if you annualize it, you know it's pulsing over the course of a year or pulsing over the course of a decade are two different things, pretty dramatically different. Um, but that's just one aspect of it, right? There's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of other stuff. If you think about the entire experience, measuring the things that really matter, um, because you can measure a lot of things. That's the great thing about that's happened with digital, is that we can measure a lot of things, or at least it's opened our minds up to the measurement of things. But make sure you know that it's what really you're measuring, really right? What you're measuring, making sure it's yeah. I mean, this yeah. is an old adage, but it's an important one, right? The metrics,
5: the metrics that matter. I mean, I just want yeah. to interject for a moment, Aaron. I mean, the metrics that matter. Part of this is about social media because that's how you connect, and you've got that in your book. But then, of course, you've got that, you know, that nightmare CFO talking about social media. You know, what does that matter? You pointed out the impressions. We could also go into likes and uh, and shares and all the other, you know. M- indications that this is making sense. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any arguments for that? Any new fresh arguments?
1: Yeah, no, there have been you know, a lot of robots that have been created to create likes and to create shares and to create other things, which oh, yeah. can be dangerous, right? Um, but they are good, if they're real people, it's good indications, right, of someone spending the time indicating their loyalty of uh, to the brand and putting your content to their network and their friends, um, becoming a member of, of your community and bringing your brand into their life. Um, so they are good measurement devices. I, literally, I would say it's almost anything but impressions. If you can just remove impressions, it'll give more focus on the other things that are gonna inevitably more, be more valuable and they're gonna be smaller numbers, but we have, to, we have to accept that they're gonna be smaller numbers that are more valuable. Right, and more valuable Mm -hmm. from an advertiser's perspective, more valuable uh, from a brand's perspective. Um, It just, it, I think that alone, if we can get rid of that, Mm -hmm. that word or that currency, it'll help a tremendous amount. Um, But it's hard, I know, because the people I talk to, they're like, yeah, you know, everybody uses it, and to try to remove that is horrifying to some people. Um, well,
5: more power to you, Aaron, on the on your on perhaps your personal mission now to uh, to remove that from the vocabulary. Because to your point, absolutely, if we're talking about experience, then we're not talking about impressions. We're talking about engagement. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about a different type of economy. It's going to be a little tough because I'm reading more about the influencer marketers and the fraud there. Talking about influencer fraud. So it's mm-hmm. not going to be easy, but um, it is definitely worth trying. Just wondering if I can get from you a feel for maybe a bit of a scorecard you know where are we you know we're talking because we're both in the industry and we're saying you know we can see this but the marketers where are they what are they getting right what do they need to improve
1: uh, I think well the good thing is not to go back to the beginning of the show but the, the discussion about education mm-hmm. um, this stuff it's it, it once it hits academia um, it starts to become more valid. It starts to come up through the generations of kids coming out of school and bringing this into organizations, right? They become our future leaders. They become the ones with the better behaviors. Um, so uh, this kind of thinking entering those worlds, it takes time, a tremendous amount of time. It's not um, It's not something you can rush out of a system, right? Because it is a complex system mm-hmm. and people do it in certain ways. Um, and there's a lot of history behind that. So. It has to come from the ground up, I think. And and our our current state of where we are, um, even though like the iconic book written about the experience economy by Joe Pine is now 25 years old, I think, um, we're still at the infancy level of understanding experience. Um, What Mm -hmm. is happening with Amazon as it relates to retail, I think is gonna have a tremendous impact and specialty retail still doing well up against that and an example of more inter, more immersive experiences. Um, people are going to see that. I mean, in the olden days, it was we used Starbucks as an example versus like Pampers and how much they spent every year um, and that Starbucks built a brand without advertising. Well, they didn't. So they built a brand on advertising that was an experience essentially, right? They designed a really good experience um, and that's where the money went uh, and it was <laughs> valuable, right? Um, so... More and more people will see this, so mm-hmm. well, I, I think I, it has to start at the academic level. That's my view on it.
5: I'll, I'll be with you on that one, and um, and that's probably why I'm going to have you back a couple more times, Erin. We have to teach people. I I love what you're getting onto here. What you're where where you're thinking is because it is where marketers have yet to understand we are still very stuck in impressions Uh, we are still very stuck in a different economy and maybe also the agencies you know aren't very helpful either you know media buying is is a business and, and this this rests on a business, you know. even programmatic. There's some questions there, many, many questions I want to get to Aaron and get your view on. But unfortunately, we have to close. We have to stop for today. But I do want to leave our listeners with some information about how they can stay in touch with you, maybe what's going on at Capsule, what's going on with your book. What's the best way to stay up to date with you, Aaron?
1: Yes, the best way to get in touch with us is Capsule.us or info at Capsule.us. Uh, is the best way to find us and connect with us. We have a blog there. We write about mm-hmm. uh, current events and things that are happening. Um, and then I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter, Keller of Capsule. And you can pretty easily find me on, on uh, LinkedIn as Aaron Keller. Though I'm at my limit of number of connections on LinkedIn. So um, you really only can follow me now. or uh, It's very selective as far as how many people. I can so you did really me.
5: well on that customer connection, right? <laughs> yes.
1: yeah, Yeah. In a big way. Very cool. Right. So... Yeah, reach out any way you like, and I'd love to answer questions and fulfill on curiosities.
5: And we will have that in the show notes as well, and I'll be checking out your blog as well, Aaron. But for right now... Listeners, if you want to keep up with me throughout the week or find out more about how you can be a guest or sponsor on Mobile Presence, then you can email me, Peggy, peggy at mobilegroove.com. Mobile Groove is also where you can find my portfolio of content marketing and app marketing services. And that, my friends, is a wrap of yet another episode of Mobile Presence. You can check out this and all early episodes of the show by going to webmasterradio.fm, or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. So until next time, Remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. We'll see you soon.
3: Lowe's sabe que entre más opciones tengan los pros, mejores son las posibilidades para sus clientes. Por eso hemos tenido en cuenta a los pros como tú, para crear la mejor exhibición con una gran variedad de marcas exclusivas de alfombra Stainmaster, pisos de vinilo Procore Plus y pisos laminados Pergo. Aprovecha grandes cantidades de los artículos que necesitas y a buenos precios cada día. Otra razón más por la que Lowe's es el nuevo hogar de los pros.